Hello and welcome to the show today. I am your host and founder of Heaven to Earth, Susan Fleming, business alignment therapist equipping kingdom leadership to multiply life without burnout. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Well, I am so excited to welcome to the show today, Bob and Lauren Hassan. Bob has been in business over 45 years as a painter and then took a detour, kind of. We'll get into that, uh, into speaking, consulting, writing. Um, He's also husband, father, grandfather. And then Lauren is just a cultural catalyst who's really pioneered a, a relational movement between organizations and entrepreneurs and ministries. And she's also a speaker, writer, and um, really delivers revelatory teaching with a prophetic edge that equips and empowers people to move in the fullness of who God created them to be. And I am so excited to have both of you on today. This is just such an honor for me. Well, we're honored too. Yeah, we're honored that. to be here together. It's almost like a date for us. It kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> we might have a date afterwards. Who knows? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that y'all have been married 34 years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 34 years, four this kids. California. I just want you to know. What? In California, this is huge. 34 oh, years for California is huge. <laughs> yeah. It's huge everywhere. Thank huge you. everywhere. Absolutely. Congratulations. Yeah, so four kids, two grandkids, and um, I really just want to start with going back to the beginning of like how this partnership happened, how y'all met, how it came to be, and and um, how did you know, right? Everybody asked this question about people that are married. How did you know that that y'all were meant to be together? <laughs> I'm going to say part of that. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I hate that question. Like I would ask people, like, how do you know? How mm-hmm. do you know? And Bob was my best friend. And at one point I asked him, I said, you know what? I feel stupid. Like I can't figure this out. And I said, you know, like, can you imagine? It's like my best friend. I don't see me, my husband. I said, okay, so, you know, Bob, like, does God care? Or is it just up to me and I make a random choice and then he helps me through the choice, right? So like I said, if he cares about other parts of my life, does he care about this part of my life? And so here I am <laughs> crying on the phone to my friend. Like, I just feel like I'm a loser. I can't figure it out. I went through like two hours of Kleenex. And at the very end, it was so sweet. God gave him this prophetic word for me. And he said, I, I see you as like this green gem because it's not going to sound good. Okay. I'm desperate. I don't care. Good, bad. Just give me something. <laughs> and, he goes, and you're covered in mud. Hmm. Goes, and God's keeping you hidden. Hmm. He said, at the right time, God's going to wash the mud away. And someone's going to actually find you. And I, this is the key for people trying to a- answer that question to really glean is that um, he said, he will see you for who you are. Not who he wants you to be, not who he's trying to create you to be. And I felt this freedom, like, wow. He goes, and God absolutely cares. Here I'm crying. <laughs> Bob, thanks. <laughs> click. Two hours of his time, like, click. Okay. I didn't know, of course. And that got me through the rough point, right? And then one day he was just wise, my friend, and he went vulnerable. No, that killed me. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so attractive. But I don't want to lose my friend. So when we finally decided to get married on our wedding day, after I did my own makeup, no, he sends me a note. Oh, this makes me cry again right now. Don't cry. No, it makes me cry. You can cry. And it was, it had a ring with a green gem in it. And I literally had forgotten. Okay, girls, do not forget your prophetic words. I had forgotten that, right? And I'm like this. I'm bawling. Oh my gosh, he's the one. Mm -mm. But there's a piece and you will feel, I will say for women, you're going to feel more like yourself than, and more possibility than you feel solo. Mm-hmm. You don't feel less yourself. You don't feel like you're confined. You feel like there's um, a joy. You, like you, It's just like when, and then God will keep saying, this is the one, this is the one. Be peaceful. This is the one. So that was for me. You know, I think, 
obviously Lauren's a powerful woman and, and she's smart and she's beautiful. For me, it was having the self-confidence to be able to, you know, be in love with her, but then not control her. Because as a businessman, I, you know, I'm trying to control things all the time. And, and, and with Lauren, I, I am, I'm her champion and I believe, you know, she can fly higher than me and should be flying higher than me. And, and so, you know, in these years of our marriage, it's been so incredible to watch her grow as uh, from a young woman to a woman and, and her gifting in ministry that she's put, you know, 40 years of uh, hearing God together. It's, it's been an amazing partnership. And I would like to tag onto that. The issue of what, what you'll find is that when someone is really actually looking to God at the top instead of you first, and I don't mean this spiritually to be like a bad shallow answer, but actually that I, I knew that I could trust him and that if we had hard decisions, we would wait. Do we both have peace on it? Does this do, and we'd, we'd still stay. We will wait till we both feel the same answer. And there were decisions that have, had they been made and I feel like he didn't have my best interest at his heart, um, I wouldn't have made them. And I noticed in your book, one of the issues about freedom, right? Just energy and freedom. And the freedom I felt from him, Susan, allowed me to come up with the decisions that some of them I don't know that I would have made. But God said, this is going to actually be the right path for you. But I always knew that he had me first mm. instead of what he really wanted. And that's been through, like early marriage has been through business decisions, hard business decisions. Like mm. he's been really patient sometimes when I'm like, I can't get there. And, and he'd wait till God would tell me. And for business for every couple that's going through business, hard decisions, mm -hmm. you both need to know that you matter more than the decision and that God will show you so you have peace. Because th th there's so much wisdom in, in discernment, right? In, in the trust, mm. the, the trust of not just the the partnership between the two of you, but the trust with the Lord. Yeah. Can y'all speak to that? Like, how did that trust develop? Like, how did you know he's got my back and she's got my back and like, we can, we can rely on each other. Like how, I mean, is that just time? It takes time, right? What would I, you say about I, the trust? And I think it might be a gift. Mm. Uh, both, both Lauren and I, um, have been believers. The Lord found Lauren when she was 17. Yeah. And, and I was 18. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so we've, we've, we've both been in partnership with the Lord for a long time. And that translated into our relationship and eventually our marriage as, uh, not being compartmentalized. Um, right. the Lord was with us in our decisions in our business decisions and our family decisions and mm -hmm. our and our decisions at home. And, and I think we both have the same set of beliefs. The, right. We were both in the same stream of believers. And so that, that made it easier, but, but we both know about each other that, you know, the Lord is uh, really going to help us through these things. And, and, and trust me, I, I'm married to a powerful woman and she's, she's, She's got a lot of ideas and a lot of opinions and um, uh, it, it takes the Lord coming into the center of the relationship for us both to be able to work the things out that we need to work out in partnership. And, and I would say too, it's super honest conversations, mm -hmm. really honest with yourself, <laughs> first of all, like, you know, and you, you say that you're like, just say no. That's when people, people please, they're not having an honest conversation with themselves. Like, did I really want to do this? Am I doing it because I think I should do it? Am I doing it because I can do it? And, uh, and just a side note, I think because leaders, that's your core, um, as you become, have more influence because the things you're doing are 
are moving the kingdom. So God's going to keep moving you forward, moving you forward. And you have tons of opportunities. You have so many opportunities. And then you have to actually slow down and say, is this something I'm doing that's actually what I'm created to do? Or is this something I'm doing because it seems like I, and I'd love to hear your take on that, because it seems like what I could or should do, right? And so those conversations first with yourself and God, uh, it builds your trust. You start to know like, this is what your voice is and it's not confining or boring. Like I, I can't say where there's something where God said, you know, that's too presumptuous in the Bible. He said, no, it's crazy, but if you trust me, we're going to do it. And so that's something, it's, it's tricky because it's timing, right? Sometimes there's something God's opening, but the timing's not right. And the enemy will try to always go into your trust. But when you have someone that you're both championing each other, like Bob champions me, he'll help me like move outside my box. Well, Lauren, you're really good at this. What about, um, take that step. Uh, reach out to that person, move that forward. And we both have that for each other. And you can feel the heart behind it. You know, when you're getting manipulated and you know, when someone's seeing a vision for you and they're going to go after that. So I think the combination between trusting that, knowing you're championing each other, and then you have to keep going back. God, you have something that's so great. I'm going to love it. And you're going to move me forward in that. And that's what gets rid of disappointment, unbelief, um, discouragement. But I think what Lauren said earlier, the communication, it's we've key. been through some really rough times in our marriage and yeah. our relationship. Yeah. And at the core, we trust each other. Yeah. At the core, we recognize that we're loved sons and daughters of God in our identities mm -hmm. and that uh, we are for each other, no matter how hairy it gets. Right. Uh, and, and when, when that, when that does happen, you know, sometimes we go into our separate corners and we wait right. and, uh, but the trust is that I, in our marriage vows, the most important vow was she said she would believe the best in me. Mm -hmm. And, and I told her the same, I would believe the best in her. Right. And in these situations where, um, issues come up and conflict comes up. I, you know, I always come back to that part of our vow that's saying, well, she said she was going to believe the best in me. And even though we're disconnected right now, our goal is to come back to connection in our relationship. Mm. Right. Yeah. You really got to have that solid foundation. And I have found for, for me, and maybe you can both speak to this of, um, that Jesus has to be first, right? God has to be first. So you're not looking to that other person to fill or meet or, or, you know, meet needs for you, fill you in ways that a person just can't, right? Like God has to be, has to be number one, has to be the, the focus for you first mm -hmm. and the focus for the relationship. So what would you say to someone who, let's say, it's a woman in business, and I'm going to put this to Bob first, mm -hmm. to a woman in business who doesn't have a husband that is championing her and supporting her in her business. That's a, that's a great thought and a great question. To me, uh, Lauren and I are covenant people, and we have, we have covenant relationships that span decades with uh, other people. And in business, uh, if, it, if business was easy, everyone would be in business and everyone would be doing it, it's, but it's not easy. So if, if you're a woman and you're alone, what, 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 what I would recommend is making sure that you're in relationship with people that know you and love yeah. you. They don't even have to be in business necessarily, right. but they have to know you so that when you come to a crossroads where there's decisions that are sometimes feel like life and death, you can turn to a core group of people. I also believe in uh, having older people speaking into your life, people that have been in business for a, a longer time who are able to 
say, oh, you know what, sweetheart, it's okay. I was there back in 1982 and I thought I was going to die, but I didn't. And the Lord came through and he's going to come through for you. We all need courage and people are alone. And so if, if you're feeling alone and that's the best way for me to be in really good and deep relationships with people and find someone who, who has been there. And, and I would I would point it back to you, Susan, because um, I was looking through some of the things that you're doing, and one of the keys that most people miss and lose is that you talked about having those strong core groups, whether you call it mentorship, whether you call it, but I think like I think you said more peer, which I would relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, that and you don't hold back in that group. You're authentically you. You're sharing when things are happening. You're sharing insecurities when you need breakthrough. You're talking about um, the significant passions and purposes of your organization, your business, whatever you're leading and running. You can't have someone kind of, and I don't mean lower than you, but I do mean with the same level of commitment and passion that you have because they're going to give you the sharpest answers, the strongest answers, and they're going to help you move forward literally in every area of your life. And so, you know, when you're saying just say no, I'd say just say no to spending a lot of time and energy with people that are not reciprocal, mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you could covenant with, mm-hmm. that you, um, that be aware, like at the end of that time with you, I was so drained. Okay, yeah, you're going to be drained with life, with people, with things, but on the most intimate level, it's, it's going to be give and take. And so, yes, it is a question. And, uh, especially for, um, singles is that don't wait until, you know, the person, right. But champion love, uh, look outside the box for answers that are, might be super uncomfortable, that might press you to something more, and continue to trust. I'm just going to keep going. The word I keep hearing today is just trust. If I give you guys anything, it would be trust that God's not religious or boring, <laughs> but you have a really great design and he cannot wait to show it to you. And so like, you know, if anything just, if anything comes forward, you're like, ah, oh, I, I, well, I could do it. I don't know. <laughs> gifted okay sure no what are you passionate about and okay this is why you guys need susan she's gonna help you strip away what just does not thrill you and she's gonna help you move into what does and so bob and i we are covenant people and we choose relationships um clearly with a lot of thought but then once you're in you're in yeah once you're in you're in and those are the people who are going to really more than your cause or where you're going. That's guys, that's a no brainer. You're already going to end up where God's got you. It's more of joy, contentment, life, purpose, relationship. That's your, that's, that's your gold. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, re- relationship is really the core of everything. Yeah. Right. We're created for a relationship and that primary relationship again, goes back to God wants that relationship with you. And so when you are in relationship with him, then it's easy to not just prioritize, but I would say, I mean, like for me, I know every morning it's Lord, what are we doing today? Right. You know, and I've got my calendar out and I'm like, these are the things on my list. Does anything need to be added? Does anything need to come off? Right. So it's not just a say no, as in like having boundaries, but for me, it's a what is his best? Right. Right. I look at it in terms that I used to look at it very like good and bad, black and white. And he has just shown me it's all good, Susan. It's all good. I made all of it. And you're, you're positioned where I want you to be. Right. So there's a lot of things that are going to come that could be a yes, but I want you to look at good, better, and best. Right. You know, and so that for me, the, the saying no or saying yes comes to what is his best for me, right. but, but you've got to be in relationship with him to do that. Right. 
And, and I think what to speak to what you were saying about having that core group around you and the important part of that, that you mentioned, um, that I think is the important part is that you've got to be vulnerable. Yeah. There's got to be the authenticity there, right? You can't get in the group and be like, okay, but I'm going to hold this back or I'm not going to ask about this thing. You know, I'm not going to talk about this thing or whatever, right? You've got to allow people to speak into your life. And so I would love for, for either of you or both of you to speak to how do you find those core people? I think it's scary mm-hmm. and it's risky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have a, a, a tribe or a core group. Finding one in your place of worship in your church is you know, the good, a good first place. But let me go back to something that you said about all these good things that are happening. I got to a place in my life where um, I was I was really busy and overwhelmed busy. And I didn't know what to do about it. And I read this little scripture. Jesus said, I do what I see the Father doing. And when I read that scripture, I said, but yeah, he didn't have, you know, the schedule I have. He was just walking around and you know, healing people and talking to people. But I invited Jesus into my schedule uh, um, and, and, and said to him basically what you said, what you say every morning, which is, is this what you have me doing? Mm-hmm. And when people reach out to me, are these people, is this something that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. I want to do what I see the Father doing. This is what Lauren and I talk about, about being in partnership with, with the Lord is, is inviting him into the everydayness. When, mm-hmm. when we were younger, um, she was raising our four kids and she had this incredible schedule. And I was, I was working, uh, building a business. And at some point she felt abandoned by me because of uh, the amount of time I was spending at work. And we really had to work through that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, that takes sometimes decades, but I think this notion of, of all these good things out there to say yes to, how do we, how do we figure that out? And I think that's in this partnership with Jesus. Right. I'll, I'll probably go back to your other question about, cause I think it's a big one. And what you said, it's vulnerable yeah. to try to find the relationships, um, First of all, I know for me, I really ask God for what I need. And I'll take you back to a really young memory when my best friend, we had kids together. I was pregnant with my last baby. And the next thing you know, she moved to Texas. And I was like, no, no, we do coffee and babies all day. I went from a career to a mom. You're part of my now. (laughs) But it was was just devastatingly hard. I'm not going to say it was easy. It wasn't. Um, But then I just... I just kept talking to God about like, look, like Janie's in Texas. So who do you have here? And I am telling you, she, no, it's okay. I felt like I was a guy asking girl on a date. She was this, no, she was an international model. Who knew? She's at my church. She spoke five languages. She was a stockbroker. Hey, what are you going to do with a girl that lives in East County with babies? <laughs> you know, like this just did not seem like a fit, but God kind of kept going, well, she's what you've asked me for. Wow. And, and I remember going like, uh, Hey, um, (laughs) Suzanne, like, you know, um, I know you're kind of busy. So I would uh, get a babysitter and, um, you know, I'd be really happy to drive away out to La Jolla and have lunch if you could. Okay. Literally. I was that much of a dork. I was just ridiculous. <laughs> and, and I, was, I was so nervous. Like, God, these guys go through this? And she goes, uh, yeah, okay, yes. Um, and then she ended up saying, like, what if I make us lunch? We do a picnic. Who does that? <laughs> but it was important to me. And I think the key is to be so honest with God what you need. And then you have to just put yourself in more environments where you meet people. And I will say one of the things you feel now that I can, it seems clear to me, it's I'll feel the Holy Spirit, like an energy. I'll feel a connection to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start talking about what, where we're going in life. There's different things that will hit and people are much more vulnerable. We'll both kind of like, 
Yeah, I really connect to you when you're speaking about that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm gleaning a lot. That was very fascinating to me. I see how we could partner on some things. I love our friendship. And so it's putting yourself out there, but you're also asking God, give me some natural connections that you've already planned for me for these relationships mm -hmm. and don't sell yourself low, but also be really reciprocal. And, and back to the authenticity you brought up, the more you go straight authentic, you're developing a history quickly. And so it's not gonna take you years. And then when, when even if someone came up uh, for prayer for something, I got your story, now I'm curious, well, how did that go? How are you? And once people know your struggles, they also see the victories but you're not feeling like you're, it's like going to a new therapist because I know you do therapy. It's like, <laughs> I'll have to start the whole story again. I do not want to go back to my childhood, but they know your story. They know you, they know your character and uh, they will help you. So the authenticity, yes, I look out for the chemistry. I look for really natural connections. And if I don't have that, I can put them in a, a seasonal category, uh, more of an acquaintance category, I enjoy you category. But then I'm asking God, if there's someone for me, show me and keep talking to me about them and then be bold. And so people, people think about this and they say, do you know how many times I've been burned? You know, I've been vulnerable and I've thrown myself out there and I've been burned. Right. Well, guess what? So have we, we've yeah, been burned. Everyone has. <laughs> we've everyone we've been has. burned, but, but we have, these, we have these dynamic relationships that mm -hmm. have gone over decades that the risk is worth it. And, and so this is why, you know, asking God is, what are you doing? Is this the person that you have for me? Right. And, and when, and when relationships sour, you know, oh, we, hard. we lay in bed together and cry together and talk yeah. it out yeah. and, and say, all right, you yeah. know, you really are a good right. person. You're right. okay. Right. Or, you or have to told, talk each other after lunch. Like, that and, oh my gosh, what happened there? <laughs> and, and then he has to reground me. Like, it's like, it's like that first conversation I'll ever get. I'm blowing my nose. Oh my gosh. Does God care about my friendships? Does he care? It's hard and scary. It's a, it's a great question. Yeah. And I'm sure in your yeah. practice, you oh. hear this over and over and over again. And for people to have the courage to go out again, like whatever their issue is, their issue doesn't mean it's you. Mm. I'm sad that if they can't continue with that friendship. Okay. But I'm going to say this last night. Awesome. Oh my gosh. We went to see Elvis. That was crushing. Oh yeah. You're like the most talented, amazing man. But his whole life was just performing after a certain point. He had a sound. I think he was, he should have been integrating, like he was crossing black and white, get rid of segregation. Mm -hmm. There was so much on his life, but the relationship he went under was because he was an orphan. The guy was an orphan that managed his life. I watched at the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, he has nothing. Like he had no relationships, no care, no one that was looking out for him. We, we walked out of the theater thanking God for each other and, and for the Lord. I was just like, wow, yeah. you gained the whole world and you lost your soul. Mm. Lost your wife, your child. Like it was, the, that was crushing. Yeah. And so the, just to keep saying where you go is not as important as the people you go with. Mm -hmm. that's, that's most important. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Which kind of leads into where we're going. I want to talk about Bob's little... Um, was it a pivot, a divergence? I'm not really sure. But where you were talking about, I, I was reading in in the book you have out now, Shortcuts, and um, there was this section where you were talking about, I went from Bob the painter mm -hmm. to Bob the you know, author, speaker, consultant, podcaster, like all these things that I didn't see for myself that other people saw in you and drew out of you. What would you say to someone who, who has maybe put themselves in this box of, I am my career, right? Like I know I, I, I am a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I am a whatever, fill in the blank, right? That's what I am. And now they, they're feeling like God is maybe drawing them to something different, but they're dismissing it because they have this idea like, you know, that's who I am. So I can't go do this thing over here. I love that question. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a really good question. Lauren, Lauren always saw things in me 
um, she always, like I, going back to believing the best in me, mm -hmm. she always saw these things in me and I, I didn't believe her. Mm -hmm. and, and so I continued on with my life, building my business from starting in a Volkswagen bug to having a mature business 45 years later. And God, God breathed on it and blessed it. And we, uh, we, we were just so amazed by what, what God's done and continues to do through the business. But uh, almost 10 years ago, uh, we met um, who became our closest friends, Danny and Sherry Silk. And he asked me um, to write a book with him, which was called Business of Honor. Well, I'd never written a long email. And, <laughs> and here I am. And the, 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 the way he got me to do it is funny. But, but I, all of a sudden, I was thrust in front. I had always been a behind-the-scenes consultant, you know, an elder. Um, Lauren was out in front of the camera, and, and I was behind. And then this massive shift happened. And about 10 years ago, the Lord started speaking to me, asking me, will you say yes to me? Now, mind you, I'd been following him for 35 years. And I was like, what do you mean will I say yes to you? I think my whole life is sold out for you. I think my whole life is a yes for you. Mm -hmm. But he kept asking me and it, it frustrated me. And when he got me to a place of frustration, he said, well, if people that you love and respect ask you, will you say yes to them? And because of my shame background, I like my first thought was, well, they if I love and, and they, if I love them, then they probably wouldn't want to be embarrassing me or want me to fail. Mm. And, and so the answer was yes, I'll, I'll say yes. And so, you know, Danny and, and writing the book with him was the first major cog in that, in that wheel where I said yes, and it changed my life. And, and it took me counseling and it took me years to think, people wanted to hear what I had to say. Um, and, and so over time, I recognized that my gift is the intersection between uh, practicality and, and the kingdom of heaven. And what I bring is, you know, people into that, into that intersection. But Lauren, you know, it w is behind me the whole time speaking to me saying, this is what God's doing. This is what God made you for. Yeah. And even in business, when, when business got really, really hard, she said things like, why would God have brought you this far? Right. And, and so, and so having someone, you know, it, it, when my self-confidence was low, you know, she believed the best in me. And, and so the pivot happened fairly right. abruptly <laughs> and, and very surprising. And I am not, uh, comfortable speaking in front of people, in front of crowds. I am not comfortable in front of the camera, or I wasn't. wasn't. But I've had to learn. I've had to learn this, and God brought me right through all these different things. And so I think the what would I say to people is, is well, hold on to your bootstraps because if God's calling you to do something, and and you feel um, His direction and His breath on it, um, He's going to take you there. And, and I, I would say, uh, it surprising but not surprising to me. Um, and I think a lot of that, my, I think if I could encourage your listeners, it would be this: um, Bob's business not easy. You know, it started out simple, and then they're doing stadiums, hospitals. It's it's enormous work, and a lot of his work is negotiating you know, change orders, the end of contracts. They, they don't want to pay you what you've completed. You know, it, in my justice meter, it was, that was really hard for me. She wouldn't be good at this. Oh, I could not do it <laughs> ever. And so be like, they owed you the money for how long? And it's, it's large sums. It's continued to stretch to large sums of money. So he's, he's doing this hard work. You're going back to the bank. You're, you're negotiating with the bank. You're doing a variety of things. But at the same time, uh, his natural bent is to serve. So he was serving our pastor. He's an elder. He's, he takes everything he learned in the, the hard things of what he's done. Oh, I know how vulnerable that is. I know that's difficult. Then he would bring that in to other organizations and ministries. Like, this is what I learned. I kept learning 
information in how to be, how to make that successful, how to get past that, how to push through, how to grow, how to build teams. And so everything he was learning was such a wealth of wisdom that it made sense. And it wasn't like Danny just said, let's write a book one day. And when, you know, I was doing an event, we met Danny, we hit it off, but soon, you know, as you'd be talking as friends, we recognize like, okay, mm -hmm. Bob can really serve you with needs you have as you grow your organization, you grow your business. And that, that just kept, that's what Bob does. So it was just new people. Okay, you've already done it. It's new people that you're serving and giving wisdom to and helping them become viable with the call that God has on their organization, business, whatever it is. And so when Danny sat and goes, wow, I'd like to take what I do into the business sector. You have so much wisdom, Bob, would you do that? And so my encouragement is so many times, whatever you're going through, you are growing, you're gleaning, you are, uh, you are gathering and garnering so many skill sets, wisdom, how God moves, how do you overcome that? Which really is his book, which I love his book, but uh, plug. But, um, <laughs> but the truth is reading that, you start to feel different when you recognize that this is all part of something bigger and it's shocking the multiplication effect in your life. If you keep being faithful assignment, faithful assignment. Okay, God, you're going to give me what I need. You will. Oh, I trust you more. Oh, I understand you this way. Oh, I'm created this way. So that a pivot, it is quick, shocking and abrupt. And yet it's really who you are your whole life of what you've been doing and God's faithfulness to you, it will just be expressed in a completely different way that you actually were made for and you love. It's funny what God spoke to me later. I would have never been able to say this when I was younger, but as a, as a painter or a painting contractor, I was in the early days transforming people's homes. Right. And, but what, what God showed me, you know, later is that I've always been in the transformation business and really mm -hmm. I, I am put on this earth to transform people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so it came through this business where I thought I was, oh, you love your house because now it's not ugly anymore. It's beautiful. And, or whatever, whatever that thing was. So God has a plan and had a plan for my life and um, our lives. And yeah. he, and he moves through in the most ludicrous ways sometimes <laughs> you could never all y'all could never imagine what he's going to do with your life right. <laughs> it's never a dull moment for sure no. No. <laughs> yeah god is so adventurous and i just love the way that he speaks to everyone differently mm -hmm. and and i know lauren for you um you really operate highly in your prophetic gifting and I'm curious to know, how did you really discover what the prophetic was and, and how that's kind of evolved for you over the years? Uh, you know, I think part of it was, I didn't know I was hearing God when I was young, but I was somewhat lonely before I knew God. I would just, I'd ride my horse. That was my escape kind of in the middle of the country, which is now sadly track homes, but, but he would, I, I'd feel him. And um, when he called me into knowing him, it was pretty abrupt. That was my big pivot yeah. out of nowhere. And I would sense him. But at one point um, I had a friend who was a prophet, Jill Austin. Uh, I don't know if you know her, she was a pioneer. And, you know, she'd keep me up till three in the morning. I'd be so exhausted. Like, oh my gosh. Like, and once I had kids, it was like, I need to sleep chill. But she, you know, she was out on the road and she needed as that covenant friendship, like, let me share, let me like, help me regroup. And then one day it was probably three in the morning. I just said, um, I just, you know, God, I wish I could hear God like you do. You're a straight prophet. I wish I could hear him like you do. She goes, what you do? I said, no, I kind of don't. You do, but I really don't. That's the big lie. Everyone has to get over. Like, you don't think you hear God. And she was so funny. She said, do you think that was you talking to me the last three hours? <laughs> and being that 
I was getting up with the kids in a few hours. I want to go like, yes, it was me. But she really helped me understand that God is always speaking to you. And it can be through nature. It can be through your hiking beauty. It can be through the word. It could be all the pictures you have in your head. And something started once for all of you, once like you understand that he is a limitless in the ways he's going to speak to you. And then you just ask him, are you speaking to me? I started saying that, like, are you speaking to me? Is that you? Um, and I will say that that has been the most thrilling, freeing, supporting. Uh, we had a stillbirth a number of years ago and Jill was visiting at one point and uh, I would just let her come and, and relax. I don't need words, just, just you be you. Let's just be friends. And she sat there and right before she left, she'd get these words and she'd be just having a conversation that she'd look at you, you know, and then you're like, Oh, I'm going to get a good word right now. Everyone got good words. Okay. <laughs> and she said, she goes, um, walk on through and she goes, journal. It's like, that's it. I go. And just, that's it. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But, um, God did something in one of my pregnancies where I just, I'd ask questions and I would write. I'd read the word questions. What are you saying to me? And whatever I heard, instead of judging, I just started to write it down. And then I look at it and little did I know it was what saved me through a really hard time of loss and grief because I could just pour it out to God and then he'd speak to me back. And um, so I would say, uh, Mark Verkler, if you don't know that you hear God has a great book dialogue with God, you know, just, you, you want to break the barrier because if he designed you to hear him, he's going to speak to you in ways that are very natural to you that you enjoy. Mm. And once that's, once that's gone, he's just speaking to us all the time. His words are, Bob and I always say they're more encouraging. They're kinder. If you have something going on in your life, he, he'll never say to me, Lauren, that's sin. He'll say, uh, wow, you're hurt somewhere. And he'll start talking about whatever's in my heart that's, that's struggling. And then he's so sweet. It's kind of like, and by the way, you know, now that we got that out, there's kind of your actions have been this way. Oh, like, okay, well, and I don't, it's like the kindness of God leads to repentance. It's, I don't feel shamed or bad. It's like, oh, I don't want that. I think Lauren's secret sauce, Susan, is that she's spent decades listening to the Lord in the morning, mm. journaling, hearing his voice, not moving until, until she hears him. And so she, she's able to appropriate and, and help people all, all through their lives, leaders in any type of place from politicians to entertainers and everything in between, yeah. because she hears the word of the Lord and, and she's been patient enough to take the time to journal. And trust me, we have a whole storeroom full of boxes of her journals yeah. that, that she's poured her heart out in. And, and she always says, come on, Bob, I want you to journal. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> I am not gonna journal. She thinks she thinks I'm going to eventually, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I will. But this has been her secret sauce, right. and in mm -hmm. here, God has just been so amazing. But I think part of it, Susan, which you would know, is that again, I'm going to keep going back to multiplication. Is the issue that once you know you hear Him, He'll keep expanding what He's calling you to. And now, you know, God's put on my heart a big call for Southern California, and some initiatives that He's that He's giving me is like this, this, this. And I'm not questioning, or I'm not thinking, could I do that? It's like, I see it. I see a blueprint. Who's coming together? Who's going to join in that effort? But you believe him and you're excited for how, like I could be a little, wow, that seems like a lot. I like San Diego. Somebody kept expanding it to Cotty to LA. I was like, it seems like a lot. And he goes, I know, but there'll be other people that are championing regions. And so mm -hmm. the beauty is like, once you know, you can trust him. And I tell people, stand on your prophetic words, get them out, print them, declare them back. Thank you, God. And then it, it, your, your mind, because it's his mind, it just keeps expanding. And then you have an assurance. I would put the energy in for a city because I have the assurance 
that this is actually what he wants to do. And for some reason, he wants to partner with me. And that makes it exciting. I'm going to, I'm going to put it back to Bob now because Bob, I mean, you co-authored Wired to Hear, right? With Sean Balls. So what would you say is your secret sauce? If it's not journaling, what's your, (laughs) what's your secret sauce? Well, I, you know, I was one of those people because I'm married to Lauren and I watched this hearing God thing happen Mm -hmm. all the time who thought I didn't hear from the Lord. Um, And, and Sean, Sean is so amazing as a prophet. He, he demystifies the, the prophetic into, you know, he uses the language about hearing God. And so, you know, as, as I worked with him, uh, in his organization, he started seeing, you know, how I hear God, which is more, um, I guess he calls it prophetic wisdom. Yeah. And, and so, so, you know, I could be in the midst of talking about, you know, a balance sheet and, a profit and loss statement and what cash flow forecasts look like and hear the Lord and see the Lord in it and, and be able to appropriate that in the form of numbers or strategy. Um, and to me, it just seemed like, well, that's just how I think. But uh, to the organizations that I work with, you know, people don't think like that. So, so I started to recognize that I operate in this, um, in this prophetic wisdom and and also one of the ch- uh, one of the chapters in wired to hear is talks about instinct and intuition yeah. now we use as, as believers we use the word discernment which is a lot the same but but there is something to be said about what your gut says what your instinct says what your intuition says and so i operate that way a lot too well can you answer this <laughs> now i'm taking over your job <laughs> I think this is key, especially for businessmen. I, one of the things that is so significant <laughs> is, uh, see this with you a couple of things. She's an eight, by the way, in, in the Enneagram. But um, is this, is the issue, because I don't think people would understand this as prophecy, but your prophetic wisdom over people, conflict situations where you get really clear. Mm-hmm. I don't get clear. I get more chaotically confused, like what's happening here? and how that serves business people. Think about uh, the term mediation uh, or a mediator. You know, Jesus is the mediates in heaven for us. Um, and I'm able to, in a conflict, even with close friends, yeah. to see uh, both sides of the issue and understand what both people are thinking. And I believe that, uh, you know, I believe that God's given me that ability and I've been able to solve with, you know, when I say I've been able to solve the Lord through me has been able to solve some pretty complex situations and business partnerships um, and, and uh, relational issues also because he's given me the ability to listen. Mm -hmm. So I think listening is a underserved art. Yeah. I love that you brought out how you said that this is just the way I think. Yes. Because that, that was me for so many years. I'm like, I don't understand why everybody doesn't see what I see. Let's what's ha- like, it just, <laughs> just, and it does. I think so much of it goes back to the art of listening. Well, the, the unique way that God's created you, Susan, mm-hmm. is unique and mm. and as you're equipping people the lens that you see and hear god through is different than anybody else and and, and as is different as lauren's yeah. and even though hers is more wild um <laughs> and mine uh it we're, we're all we're all unique and god's created mm-hmm. in a unique way and and i thought for a long time, well, why would people even want to listen to me? Um, because everybody thinks this way, right? But but we don't. We're all unique, right. and that's why we're put on this earth together to help each other. Um, you know, the Bible talks about the parts of the body complement the body, and and we're all put together to complete each other. Right. And I think that issue with because you brought up the prophetic. 
Mm-hmm. Bob would have that amazing gift of discerning people, situations, wisdom. It's really clear. Like everyone's catching, it gets really clear and he honors people like, okay, but I hear you're hurt. I see that. That's a problem with that. Okay, what if we move it? And I think what is interesting that I love about what you're doing, Susan, is the fact that, um, you know, as a wife, I'm not going to say I did not get frustrated. I did. People be like, oh, Bob, I'm going to prophesy for you to now manifest the way we do. I'm like, just calm down. Like, let him be him. But I think what's really significant, Susan, <laughs> is that, um, let me do that again in case you miss it. <laughs> is that you are bringing in how our mind works Mm -hmm. trusting the trusting the way god created your brain bringing in neuroscience bringing psychology right so it's not just like change your life because you get a weird word it's this is the way you're wired Mm -hmm. this is the way you think um and, and especially for people that when God speaks to them logically through their mind, it's not a dirty word. It's, this is the way you're made. I think that prophetically you are freeing people up to begin to hear, to trust, um, to have patterns that are healthy, to recognize when thoughts aren't healthy, which to me, neuroscience, the mind, what you're doing is, is, giving so much grace and freedom to people to how they operate instead of uh, diminishing it. Mm, Thank you for that. Really? Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I say that I, (laughs) so many of us do what we do because of our own experiences. Right. And that was my experience. I I felt like I was so many different dichotomies of, I'm very analytical, but man, my intuition is really strong, right? Right. (laughs) It's like, I'm an eight, but I'm really soft-spoken and people don't really know how to take me. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many dichotomies in me that I, I was like, Lord, where do I fit? Right. I spend so many years in where do I fit? Wow. And, and I think it's exactly what you're speaking to that, that my message is one of freedom because you, you don't have to fit in a box because God made you uniquely you. And, and there's no shame in whatever that looks like, because like you say, even within the prophetic you know, I think we have this idea that, that it looks a certain way. Right. Right. And so for Bob to come and say, I didn't even recognize that what, that's what it was. I didn't recognize that's what it was. Right. right. That I, I had that strong, like you said, in, in this stream, it's called discernment over here. It's called intuition. Like wh- whatever area you're in, they have their own word for it. <laughs> and I was right. trying to just connect all the dots, you know? And so yeah, I, I love that you that you brought that out, that it's it's just freeing people up and, and bringing two things that for so long, I think we're pitted against each other, science and scripture. Yeah. And now we're seeing so beautifully how not just that they fit together, but they support each other. Yes. <laughs> I love <laughs> personally. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think you're a great bridge, Susan, because I know for me, I'll get a revelation and I'll be like, okay, huh, that's really interesting. Is that my idea? Is that true? Mm-hmm. And then I'll take it to the word. Okay, that's true. But then when I can find it in neuroscience, I'm floored. Like, wow, that's the way we're wired. This makes complete sense. Yeah. And I think you're such a beautiful bridge mm-hmm. between all those different streams. And I think as you... Prophets coming up, but I think as you continue to bridge that, uh, as you know, that people will move naturally just from who you are into freedom. Mm-hmm. Your breakthrough will just make freedom. Like they'll be around you and go, like I feel like my ideas are freer, my thoughts are freer. I feel like I have more options, um, more ability to dream, to be inspired, to believe God's got something for me. 
And uh, that's super, really encouraging. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Well, and even the word bridge that you kept using, um, a, a mutual friend of ours has actually gave me that a couple of weeks ago. He was like, you're, you're bridging these multiple streams of, uh, you know, the church and business because you're teaching about God's rest, but it's, you know, but you're teaching it in a different place and you're going to change culture of both because you're bringing together ministry and business and, and, you know, just that, that partnership. And, um, so I, so I just, I love that you brought that out because it did. Yeah. That word has meaning. Um, And and that's a hard intersection to be in because Mm -hmm. some people in the church don't understand it. Yeah. And some people in business don't understand it. So you're bringing people to an intersection mm-hmm. that you feel alone in. But, you know, I guess, I guess what we're saying is, is that this is a huge intersection that needs to be filled. Yeah. And, you know, where, where God's taking you is, is, is in the right direction. Right. And, and I think too, that, I mean, the two of you, cause you're both leaders and and you're in business and you're in ministry. And I I think I see that so much in the two of you, that overlap of not just the partnership, but the way that, that your gifts really complement each other and how y'all work together. How has that been in marriage? Like, how does that show up? Because you're both leaders. Is it different in the home? Is is it not, you, you know what I mean? Like, is that, that leadership not come out? as much when you're at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. It, this being secure in who you are in yeah. the Lord, mm-hmm. um, for us and our relationship is, is really, really a key. Lauren, when Lauren trusts me the most is when she knows that I'm in secure in my relationship with the Lord, because as God has grown us through, um, you know, through the decades of marriage and business and our life has gotten more and more complex as we started planning for legacy for our family and for, and, and for uh, others in our lives, legacy, uh, it, it, it does become more complex, complex and stewardship becomes an issue, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, we really do have to trust each other in the things that we're doing and where right. our gifts are complementary, right. the things I'm good at, the things she's good at, right. we trust each other in. And I think the other thing is the freedom to be not only the sounding board, but the boundary. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's times if I'm writing a lot, I used to just hole up and I just go till I'm done. Go till I'm just go, 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 I, I go. call it, I'm a writing widow. <laughs> a widow. And, you know, and, but you have to hear that like, okay, so he's not seen you for a while. I get that. <laughs> and, but then I would have to regroup that need to God. Like, okay, let retrain my rhythm you know, which is all about the gamma brainwaves. That was a summer that I had, <laughs> but let me re- regroup the, the way I work and God would give me this freedom. Like, okay, Lauren, I'd say, just show me when I'm done for the day and be like, done, no pressure. You guys go do something fun. God had to regulate me for that. And so there's times when, yeah, the, the more demand, the more you're growing and what you're doing there, there is a cost. I'm not going to act like there's not, but you have to keep you know, connecting to the person, to, to your spouse and saying, you know, what is the cost? Is it too high? How do we regulate it? How do, how is it sustainable? And you have to be uh, really willing for God to re-navigate it for you of how it's going to be executed. God's got a plan of how he's going to execute and staying in a good rhythm with that. I think is key. Mm-hmm. And, and the, one of the greatest things was Bob never, he's not a whiner. He doesn't complain. It wasn't like Lauren, these things you're doing projects, you're working on events, whatever it would be. He never, um, it wasn't like I'm reining you in, mm-hmm. but loving. He'd also say, like, you, you seem tired. I'm like you're right. I think, you know, I'm probably pushing too hard. 
And that's where, you know, you need to take time. What does it look like that refreshes you both? And you, mm. you must value that. We're both eights. <laughs> so you have to value the rest and refresh as much as you do where you're going. We, yeah. We've gotten, Susan, we've gotten into some rhythms in the past couple of years where we, we go away for 13 or 14 days. It's huge. And we, and we relax and we reset. Yeah. And we used to say like, how come we're so good on vacations? And then when we come back, you know, yeah. here we are in the day-to-day grind and we're not so good. But what we did is we built in these rhythms of every six, seven weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that, going away to a place that we both love and resetting ourselves and, and then coming back and <laughs> when we get on the, on the, uh, on the grind again, mm-hmm. trying to connect with right. each other um, on a date or, 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 or something like simple that. Simple patterns like you're, you're walking, you're having dinner together, you're just doing simple things. Yeah. That uh, that are going to open up conversation, that are going to give you space and room, so that you can continue to keep your connection. Yeah, I think that's just great, practical, make it tangible advice. Right, go away together. <laughs> Even if you if you can't go for two weeks, it's fine. Go for two days. Right, take a long weekend. You you've got to have that time to to reconnect or staycation. Yeah. And just tell everyone, don't talk to me for the next 48 hours. When our, when our kids, Whatever that is. When our kids yeah. were young and at home, we literally, there was a, there was a hotel around the corner. <laughs> and we, we would go to the hotel around the corner. <laughs> and and, and uh, it was like, we're, ne- we're not going home. But yes. one time, one of the kids, something happened. And Lauren said, I'm going home. I'll be back in 45 minutes. If I'm not, come get me. Yeah. And, yeah. and she did. And, right. and it still gave us the ability right. to be away. So to your point, right. you know, one night, two nights, whatever it is at this point in our life, we're able to right. go to this place that we love and we're able to work from there. We're just out of our normal routine. And it, it could be sports. It could be nature. There's so, it could be cooking. I don't, whatever it is, there's something you actually really enjoy doing. So the encouragement is include those things. And you, all of a sudden you're in, she's going to, she can tell you all about your endorphins, serotonin, yeah. <laughs> sign up for classes because that's what she does in her leadership. Like how to say like, yes, to things that energize, say no to things that drain you. Okay. I was very excited about that. I was like, we need more of her. Like people are just pushing too hard. They don't rest and they wipe out. And it's just bringing in what you love and then gratitude, just joy, gratitude. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. That was great. Ah, just keeps refilling you. Well, it has been just such an incredible conversation. I think I could keep going with y'all forever, but I know we need to, to wrap it up. So do you have any just last minute advice or tips for anyone, um, in a leader leadership position, whether they're in business or not, if they're in leadership, what would be um, just a word that you would give? Go for go it. First? Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, my word to you would be this. Ask really boldly. Don't think that it all needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep surrendering that God's got timing that's perfect for where you're at. And, and in that, because we're talking about rest, rhythm, sustainability, because I'd say the biggest thing is sustainability. So if he's called you to lead, he's called you specifically to lead what you're passionate about. It's still going to be there tomorrow. It's, in fact, it's going to keep growing. And he'll let it grow as far as you can go with him. And when you hit your ceiling, either you needed to rest, you forgot why you're doing it, you lost gratitude, if you're grumbling, if I whine, God will be like, you're whining. You just show me how far you could go right there. It's like, oh my gosh, you're right. Okay, I'm so sorry. Um, but I want to encourage you that actually the thing that you are meant to do and you love to do is for you. And ask him how to walk it out in a daily way and include people that are trustworthy, people that will champion you, people that say yes to you, people that uh, you enjoy and people that you want to pour into each other equally 
And it will be amazing uh, how God will use that to help you really lead, grow, and be super fulfilled. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> right. She just covered all of it. <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, business is about relationships. Yeah. Our lives is about relationships. And, right. and so <clears throat> put relationships above the issues, you know, where, wherever you are and, and, and prioritize them. And all the X's and O's, all the blocking and tackling will take care of itself. Yeah, I love that. Mm, that's so good. I'm so glad we were able to work this out and have both of you on. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so we're just much. honored. So honored to be with you. Thank you. We love what you're doing. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about me or any of my guests, all of the links are in the description below the video. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share it on all your social pages. Until next time, remember that you have the power to multiply life without burnout.